Hey, everybody, we got a special announcement for you guys. I don't know how special it is, but uh, it's a sad one. It's a happy one. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's an informative one. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's keep so, the toasties appraised. You yeah. Know? We're keeping them informed. We're letting them know we, we are going to be taking a hiatus for the summer. Now, the reason I say hiatus and not we're going away is because we're going to be coming back. And that is our promise to you. That's a Tommy Brosine exclusive promise, kids. That's a movie toast news and reviews promise to all of our listeners. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Doom, 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 and, doom. No. <laughs> and I will say, who knows, if we see something so mind-blowing, maybe we'll come back for a little bonus tidbit episode. But I, I'm going to be putting up some stuff over in YouTube. There's a... Uh, fucking playlist called adam at the cinema where i give terrible reviews to movies i just watched <laughs> so you can get my fat ass in front of your eyes and listen to me butcher up reviews without these guys while he Hopefully sweats don't jump in, in his mom's me. car i'm in my car again today man <laughs> fuck you uh, oh, but uh yeah we'll be back and uh we just need to recharge we've been hitting it hard since the virus struck and uh, we need a break. Last time we took a break, we literally left in July and came back in January. It's not going to be that fucking long, guys. No. It's going to be no. so much better. I, I, can I quote Back to the Future? I guess. Why you we're, we're all going to take a break, so don't nobody go nowhere. Hey, there we go. Don't make like a tree and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I thought you were going to say where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, that's thought, a good one. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe we're going to a cabin in the woods to exclude ourselves. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we'll see you cats in the flip-flop. Even my mother was like, is that his daughter from his previous <laughs> wife, or is this her daughter? And I'm like, I know it's weird, but they do this fucked-up thing in movies where they put younger women with older men. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Toast News and Reviews. This week, you're getting only a reviews episode, so fuck you, news. No, actually, news is pretty important, guys. Uh, I'm joined here with Corey. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show, Corey. Also Good here with me. Thomas, the tank Hello. engine. Hello, my name is Tommy. <laughs> Good to see you today, Tommy. I never heard someone laugh at their I like name, Thomas but I like the it. Tank. And Dennis the Menace. Oh, I, I only wish I could live <laughs> up to that name, but I don't think even close. Good to see you guys here tonight. So, uh, yeah, we got some movies to review tonight, guys. So let's get it kicked off with uh, Dennis. What you watch? Oh, it's not just what did I watch. It's what did we both happen to watch at a similar time frame. Uh, 7,500. It looks like it was a 2019 release. It just got posted to uh, Amazon Prime, which is where I, I viewed the film. This is a movie starring Joseph Gordon-Lovett. It is about a American airline pilot flying a service from Berlin to Paris. And not long after takeoff, there is a struggle and terrorists are fighting to take control of the airplane. Um, yeah, tensions are high. It now, is, and it wastes no fucking time. Without, <laughs> without like spoiling the whole movie, we get in the trailer. So this is... Spoiler, but you see it in the fucking trailer, so it's not a spoiler. Uh, pretty much, for, uh, he's the co-pilot here, like I think Dennis just mm -hmm. said. Uh, and the, one of the terrorists gets through and shanks the actual pilot multiple times. And over time, the poor pilot passes away. But 
they start taking hostages because Joseph won't op- open the door and one of the terrorists is knocked the fuck out and inside the cockpit with Joseph. So they want that terrorist out with them and they want in. So I guess they don't want him out. But they start taking hostages and killing him. And it's all good because he's by the book. He's a good guy. He's been doing this for 10 years. But they get the mother of his child and possible fiance and kill her right in front of him. And that really fucking sets him off. It is a trip because it's it's just over two hours, no, hour and a half. Yes. Like, it moves so fucking fast. And it was it had a very, un- I liked the start of the movie because it had this kind of unsettling feeling when you were just watching, you're just watching security camera tape of the people who end up taking over the plane walking into the airport. The duty-free and, shop getting, getting glass. They use glass yeah. to take over the plane. Um, it's the only footage from outside the plane for the entire movie. And there's no Whoa. music the entire And when movie. you're in the plane, you're oh, primarily course. in the cockpit. So you're... You're oh, you're only in the cockpit. You, well, you, when you they walk look, in, you kind of see everyone. Yeah, I guess they looked out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You Jeez. look down the plane, but from where, like, where the camera is, you're almost always in the cockpit itself. Mm-hmm. And Great they, contained oh, thriller. <laughs> when it started, I'm like, how long is the flight from Berlin to Paris? It's only about an hour and a half. So this movie kind of coincides with that. But they decide because he gets on on the phone and talks to the FAA or whoever air air, air control, and uh, they say, hey, land in this next place, and. Uh, it, things get sticky. Uh, it's very tense, very fucking in your face and brutal. And you don't know any of the uh, other actors. Well, I don't, but they were phenomenal. I wasn't familiar. Everyone but... killed. Oh, yeah. The pilot, every, you don't see many people. And the big thing is, this is the, the director slash writer, his first feature film. And I think he fucking knocked it out of the park. For me, it was totally like a solid disaster thriller movie. Um, just one of those kind of. Want to, I just want to get that kind of edge of your seat feeling for, for a while. And it does a good job of getting you to that point and then just finding little ways to not push it a bunch, not like push it ridiculously further, but just kind of keep creeping into mm-hmm. worse and worse territory. And it's like this slow, steady roll the whole time. Although I, that sounds deceiving when I say slow, steady roll. It's, it starts off at a high point and it just keeps Yeah. <laughs> like oh, my mom i watched it with and in the room with my mom and she was reading a book on her kindle but she just kept like she was paying attention to it and like oh wow kept this putting kinda... the book down <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's hard it's hard to read a book when there's a, a movie going on in the well no she's pretty same... good at it so oh really that says something about the movie a little bit i think yeah uh yeah like dennis says this is an amazon prime original uh because my mom's like why does it say amazon production i'm like because they made it <laughs> What, what what light would you give it, Dennis? I for, for again for me and my taste, that is a, a green light. If you're if you enjoy the, uh, a movie in this realm, this is a, a fun one to put into that uh, you know that category. Yeah, I'll second me. that. I'm not a big fan of hijackings because that scares the shit out of me on planes. But oh, it's scary. Yeah, because this is realistic. These guys go to a duty free shop, break up some glass, and start shanking motherfuckers and, and cutting their jugulars, and it's dangerous. Uh, I give it a green light as well. Any anything else you might want to talk about while we're on the subject? They said they said a lot of very like piloty sounding things. I have absolutely no fucking idea what it would take, obviously, to fly a, fly a passenger plane. Yeah. Uh, but I liked that illusion of it sounded like. And they got all their clipboards out and all their little paperwork, and it's like, yeah, okay, that's legit. I, I liked all those little things that I imagine uh, an amount of research that had gone into for the character. It looked yeah. it looked good. I bought it. 
Yeah. Well, Dennis, it's funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> uh, one of these tidbits here that I got for you, um, the film's title alludes to Squawk Code 7500. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is in the event of a hijacking, the pilot inputs squawks is the term, not inputs, but squawks the code into the transponder, an onboard electronic device used to identify the aircraft on air, uh, air traffic control, ATC, radar uh, monitoring system. So squawk code 7500 will silently alert the ATC of the situation without the hijacker's knowledge. However, now that we have this tidbit, now the hi- future hijackers are going to know that squat code 7500 silently alerts the ATC. There's no, there's, yeah, there's like, I, at that point, I think they know <laughs> people are being talked to. Yeah. And honestly, the, the movie actually, the, the way that scene breaks down is really awesome. It, uh, it, yeah. it hits that head on. I mean, it, 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 it immediately addresses what you're talking about. And, yeah. Then the, the other two uh, tidbits that I have for you guys, there's kind of, I could, probably lump them into one Let's so the the ceo of film nation entertainment i'm assuming they're the ones that produced or helped produce the movie glenn bassner he said uh quote as one of the great actors of his generation joseph gordon levitt brings a whole new dimension to this character we are thrilled to work with him as well as the director patrick volrath who provides a fresh and exciting new voice to the project we are certain <laughs> that audiences will be just as taken with 7500 as we are um and, and then the last, yeah. Can I guess what this last one is? is uh, yeah. I don't know if they, I haven't honestly looked, but is it the fact that this is the first movie in, I want to say, four years since Joseph Gordon-Levitt has actually acted and starred in a feature movie? No, that would oh. actually, you should add that on there. That would be a good one to put on there. It's um, about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, but it's from the director himself, Patrick Volareth said, the quote, Joseph is one of the most exciting actors on the screen today, and we can't wait to work with him and see what magic he brings to this complex role. Those are the, the other ones are stinkers. Uh, something about <laughs> replacing Paul Dano, Dano for the lead role. I love him too, but I think Joseph was going to be, yeah, he was going to be the lead role and they brought Joseph Gordon-Levitt in because huh. of that been scheduling conflicts. Fair enough. So there's a bonus tidbit for all of you. <laughs> so that's a uh, 7,500 and Dennis yes. and I both gave it a green light. Tommy. All righty. So I got another, uh, right off the bat, I got a green light for you guys. <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie before. Uh, this one it came out in 1998. Uh, it's a Three Musketeer style movie. And by style, I mean that it has the Three Musketeers in it. Uh, it's called The Man Ooh. in the Iron Mask, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jeremy Irons, John Malkovich, and the only accurate accent to be in this movie is Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> it's a movie that takes place in France and you have John Malkovich being John Malkovich. You have Jeremy Irons being Jeremy Irons with his British accent. And you have Leonardo DiCaprio with his American accent playing <laughs> King awesome. Louis slash Philip. Now you want to give us the rundown of what the yes. movie's about? So the movie takes uh, it takes place during the the reign of King Louis the Fourteenth of France, and apparently in this movie he has a secret twin brother that no one knows about except for Aramis, played by Jeremy Irons, and the the Queen Mother. But she thought that the twin brother died at birth. She didn't know that it was still alive. So. Oh, and the, the King Louis himself, he, he's the one that, <laughs> he's the one that, impris- so he imprisons his brother, his twin brother, 
uh, who is the younger of the two by however many minutes or whatever. You know how twins are born. They're not born yeah. at the same time. Uh, so he's the younger one. And so the older one, Louis, imprisons him and puts him in a mask so that no one can see his identity. Obviously, it's king it looks just like king louis so uh aramis finds out about this he was i guess he was the one that put the prisoner in the mask so he developed a plan to hijack and imprison or steal king louis and replace him with the twin brother so backstory king louis in this movie is a terrible king he's arrogant just sleeps with women left and right doesn't care about any of them he'll sleep with them one night and kick them out in the next morning doesn't care about the people gives them moldy food just like just rotting food and and if they complain about it he'll have them killed in the streets and at this point what what really was fascinating for me was at this point in the story we've all seen the other I'm sure the Disney three, three Musketeers. And this takes place after all of those because uh, Athos, Porthos and Aramis are retired. And D'Artagnan is like the head of the Musketeers um, protecting King Louis. And so D'Artagnan at this point is like this, everybody fears him in a, in a, a good way though. Like a, like a humble, like, oh, you don't want to mess with him. That's D'Artagnan. So he's already built up this big reputation as being like the the best of the best of the best. And then you have Athos, Porthos, and Aramis that are also this these legendary... They, oh, man. <laughs> but they do... So, okay. They wear... The musketeers, the current musketeers in the movie are all wearing the the, the normal blue tunics that we all know and have seen. Sure. What they did, though, so Athos, Porthos, and Aramis, when they were in the Musketeers, they wore black tunics. Uh, or it was like a dark, dark blue tunic. Oh, my goodness. It was so cool. And it just, I, it really separates them from the current Musketeers. And, you know, I mean, John Malkovich, is he's got his white hair, so it really, they play it off <laughs> like these guys are aging and not what they used to be, but still can fight. And Porthos, played by... uh Gerard Depardieu is hilarious. I think the Porthos character is always going to be a, a funny role, no matter who plays it. You can't beat Oliver Platt's Porthos, though, from the Disney Musketeers movie. That's just... <laughs> that's I'm not going to lie. I've never seen the Disney, the the uh, Paulus Anderson oh, one, or, yeah. or even the, the Martin Short one, sadly. Martin Short? Yeah, yeah, Martin do. Short, um, Steve Martin. Three Amigos. Yeah, the Three that Amigos. That was Three Amigos. Oh, I, I don't know. I always thought that was somehow associated. I don't know. No. <laughs> well, I, I haven't seen true. that one either. I, like that. <laughs> I, I can see I can see how you would think oh, that. Oh, don't yeah. give me props for being an idiot. I can, Call But me I can out. see how you would think that. So, yeah, this movie, they uh, – oh, and Aramis. So the reason why he's plotting to replace King Louis, he's the head of the Jesuit – order and the jesuits were the ones that they were like rebelling against the king and trying to overthrow the king and stuff like that so but the king didn't know that aramis was the head of the jesuits so he actually brought aramis out of retirement and said i need you to find out who the leader is and when you find him you kill him 
Uh. And Jeremy Irons is like, oh, this is great. He doesn't even know it's me. And I'm going to plan to kidnap him and replace him with his twin brother. Anyways, nice. uh, in spite of Leo doing a terrible, he didn't even try to do an accent. and he, <laughs> But he still, he did a phenomenal job on the role, like he always does with every one of his movies this just wasn't one of my favorite leonardo dicaprio so take that as you will i kind of shat on it then i praised him well, no i, I mean you're allowed to think the movie overall is good but an actor oh, kind of floundered well and that's the thing he didn't flounder it's just not my favorite leo role Fair he's enough. done he's so done many great yeah. roles yeah oh, it's yeah. hard to pick a bad one but this i'll say th this is my least favorite of all his his phenomenal roles that he's been a part of Fair enough. Green, uh, green, you said, right? yeah green any, light any tidbits if, uh, there are some tidbits. So the author of the, this this movie, amongst the other, th anytime you see a three st three Stooges, good <laughs> lord! Anytime you see a Three Musketeers movie, it's based off of a, a a series of three books that were written by Alexander Dumas. Huh. I'm sure you guys recognize that name. <clears throat> they adapted his novel to the movies, uh, on, but on a historical count. Uh, this movie was uh, based on a mysterious prisoner in the Bastille of France who was forced to wear a leather mask on special occasions for the two years between his imprisonment and subsequent death. The idea that he was a royal lookalike comes from a jest that was made by the historian Voltaire in the mid-18th century, about 70 years after the historical events took place. So the 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 thing about <clears throat> King Louis having a twin brother completely made up. And then let's see. Oh, this second one here uh, in the book, uh, the motives of Bishop Aramis, one of the three musketeers. I almost said three stooges again. I need to stop <laughs> that. Uh, one of the three musketeers, Aramis. So the the motives are far less noble than how they are portrayed in the film. How I said he was the yeah. leader of the Jesuits and all this stuff. So in the in the book, his plot. Uh, Aramis plots to replace Louis with Philip as part of a master plan to have Philip appoint Aramis as a cardinal and an eventual candidate for Pope. Huh. Um, Aramis also has hopes to stack the Louis cabinet with allies leading to further power and a possible appointment. So it's all, you know, personal, selfish tough mm -hmm. stuff in the book. But in the movie, they make it like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, this is yeah, for the you gotta play it and, up. Yeah. But yeah, so each of the four musketeers they're including uh d'artagnan as well are all played by actors with different nationalities jeremy irons is english john malkovich is american gerard depardieu is french and gabriel byrne who plays d'artagnan is irish huh. <laughs> but oh and they so have you guys ever watched that that tv show called house md i've heard of it mm -hmm. the guy that plays the main doctor is one of king louis Steve Laurie. yeah lord or uh, like no, China, sorry uh, the actor's name is Hugh Laurie. Hugh, oh, Hugh Laurie. <laughs> uh, so he plays one of his like councilman kind of person, British accent. It's like, I, I love, <laughs> this is one of those Hollywood things. It doesn't matter where the movie takes place, when it takes place. If it's not in America, give them British accents. <laughs> Fair enough. Prince of Persia was just like that too. Let's let's make all the Persians have British accents and <laughs> and yet we don't we don't do them good, but they do us good. Fuck yes. us. Yeah. Anyways, so if you haven't seen the movie, green light, go see it. If you have seen the movie and it's been a while, green light, go see it. If and this you just is the watch man the movie, in the Iron Mask, right? Man in the Iron Mask. If you just watch the movie, it's still a green light. Go see it again. Oh, 
Hey, Tommy, can I ask you where you watched the movie? I think it was on HBO Max. Nice. Okay. I might have to check that out. It's always sound intriguing. Uh, It was either HBO or Amazon Prime, one of the two. Fair enough. I didn't pay pay any money to watch this movie, except (laughs) for my subscription fees. That's bad. Nice. Yeah, I actually haven't seen that movie, so it's on Amazon Prime. I am hitting. And, oh, la- last thing. Yeah, uh, sorry. I this is the main reason I wanted to review this movie too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the soundtrack. Oh, oh my God! Mm-hmm. The soundtrack. Nice. As a as a, a a fellow musician who appreciates really good movie soundtracks like this, when I watched it, it was just phenomenal the the guy and i i recognized uh the the um the music if you guys have you guys ever seen the movie the rock yes with yep. nicholas cage and sean connery and all that sean, sean connery. so yeah. when i recognize the music i'm like god it sounds like i'm li-. if you ever just type into youtube man in the iron mask main theme soundtrack and you listen to it and you think of the rock it's it sounds like the music from the rock and i'm like okay well i know that with Michael Bay, he usually gets um, what's his name to do the music. Um, Michael Giacchino, and I was like, that's got to be Michael Giacchino. I got to the end credits, and it had a different guy's name, Nick Glennie Smith. He was one of the music. He was in the music department for The Rock and nice. Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. We were soldiers, bad boys. He's been in. He's been a part Rock of just guy. about. Yeah, he's been uh, any Pirates of the Caribbean. Any kind of Hans Zimmer move, music, he's been a part of it. Aquaman, X Men, nice. for he's been a part of every music department for the last like fifteen years. <laughs> Fair enough. Damn. That's that's kind of yeah. cool. That's awesome. Those are some so the parts. music is phenomenal. You'll love it. Nice, uh, Corey. I know you don't have anything to review today, but anything you want to promote in general? Uh, no, I'm I'm solid. I'm here. I'm just hanging out. Uh, my movie I saw was called You Should Have Left. The screenwriter of it is uh, someone who wrote a movie near and dear to Corey uh, called Ooh. Jurassic Park. Also, oh. another movie that we've reviewed on nice. the show. He uh, wrote Mission Impossible. Oh. And, uh, I mean, he also wrote Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And a bunch of random shows. shit. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's not the point. I just wanted to pull it back with Corey and Jurassic Park and stuff. Uh, <laughs> did the screenplay for kingdom of the crystal skull <laughs> and he's, he's writing the new one too your favorite my favorite yep <laughs> it's all full circle here oh, uh, this great. is a blumhouse movie it just came out on last friday and it stars amanda seafried and kevin bacon and a young girl named avery uh Uh, Now, it's hard to describe, but I'll I'll tell you how I I see it. So Kevin Bacon plays a very high-profiled, very successful, rich, all-around playboy, badass-style banker. But his departed wife uh, died by overdosing on some wine that might have been poisoned, and she drowned it in a tub. And a lot of people think that he did it, and he or he could have saved her. But it went to trial, and his name was cleared. And he ends up marrying a much younger woman, an actress played by none other than Amanda Seyfried. They have a child together. He just wants to get away because he knows a lot of people kind of despise him. So they go to Wales, I believe it is, the country Wales. They get Mm -hmm. this amazing looking house. It's like secluded. It looks nice. There's so many rooms, so many hallways. It's gigantic. But the thing is, rooms appear and doors appear. They disappear. It starts playing tricks on his mind. And he's having these weird nightmares. His daughter's having nightmares. 
shit's just kind of airy and fucked up with it. Hmm. He uh, pretty much has a notebook that he journals in. That's a part of uh, his rehab, I guess, to write how he's failing. And he notices one of the days they're there, um, it says, you should leave. And then the next day, not written by him, the next day, it says, you should have left. And then the next day, it's too late. And at one point, he goes into the village because it's a very Jeez. small village. And like, oh, you rented the house from uh, this one guy's name. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you said? And he's like, yeah, I've rented from him, but I haven't seen him yet. They're like, how'd you find out about it? He's like, the internet. And like, okay. <laughs> Multiple people do that. And like, oh, you haven't seen him, but he's seen you. And it's like, what the fuck's going on here? And the, the shop owner gives him a little triangle, like you get in math class. And later on, he's like, why'd you give that to me? And he's like, uh, the the angles are off in this house, and in the trailer you can find out. You go outside and you see a section of the house that pops out really wide, but the room that it's attached to is not that wide. A lot of trippy little things are happening, and in his head he thinks Amanda Seyfried's having an affair on him. He kicks her out. He vanishes her to the village for a night, and him and his daughter then start realizing something's up, and they leave the house and they go on. The, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but it's a fucking mind freak. It's okay. Blumhouse film at its finest. I had to pay $20 to rent it. It's on Amazon, Voodoo, wherever you want. But Damn. it's well fucking worth it. Oh, it's wow. Okay. Crazy. Damn. It's intense. It's less than an hour and a half, I think. But God, this movie quick. was pretty awesome. And I. That sounds so cool. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's some fun stuff that happens in it. You said you watched it on Prime? Yeah. It's, it's rentable on all the VOD areas and i'm hoping it might come out on like other platforms like free later on in a couple of months but uh yeah it's brand new i wonder if it's uh if it'll be on showtime because i saw a showtime banner in one of the pictures possibly could i i'm not too yeah. sure i know it's a blumhouse movie i don't know where they tend to premiere but uh definitely worth watch green light in my book uh green light tidbits. wow cool man um there there are only six tidbits and i will pick through them for you guys for Thank your you. benefit Kevin Bacon replaced Mr. Nicolas Cage himself. Ooh, Ooh. I couldn't see Nicolas Cage pulling this off. I feel like <laughs> they went with a why solid they went move. With Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I feel it like he'd say make why. this movie goofy. This one's kind of weird. So Amanda Seyfried, mm -hmm. th this one goes in with the next one as well. It's kind of a com combination. I'm combining the two. Amanda Seyfried is 27 years younger than Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. And they call that out in the movie. She calls him old man. He oh, jokes about great. it. And even my mother was like, is that his daughter from his previous <laughs> wife or is this her daughter? And I'm like, I know it's weird, but they do this fucked up thing in movies where they put younger women with older men. And so yeah, it's awkward. This, this last tidbit just, it just, it gives you more detail just to put it in perspective. So Amanda Seyfried was born in 1985. She's a year younger than me. Kevin Bacon made his movie debut in Animal House in 1978 as huh. an adult, <laughs> seven years before Seafried was born. His film Footloose in 1984, which made him famous, was, year, was released a year before she was born Wow! when I was born. So, yeah, huh. that just shows you, like, ugh. Anyways, yeah. Uh, what? How's their chemistry? Do they? Have uh, no, chemistry? no. They had great chemistry. The awkward thing there was there was one day where uh, he was showing up to set to visit her, and she was filming a movie, and the PA wouldn't oh, let him she on. Plays because, an actress, right? Yeah. The okay. PA wouldn't let him on set because he wasn't on the list. He doesn't have the same last name as her. 
So as they, they were rolling, she, yeah, they didn't think they, they, they were. were shooting a scene where she was having an orgasm and fucking <gasps> in the back of a car. And that was awkward. And then when they're leaving, it's like, you want to fuck in the back of the car? And then they have a scene where she's like having an organ. She's like, oh, that's great to have the real one and not faking it. And they talk about how awkward it, before that, she's talking about how awkward it is to film fucking sex scenes in movies. (laughs) And then they gotta, she goes and does another scene. I'm like, that was an awkward one to watch with my mom, but that's. Uh, Yeah, I I bet. Uh, so Jeez. once again, this is You Should Have Left. It's a brand new Blumhouse movie starring Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. And, oh, sorry, man. The fucking little girl in this movie is fucking great, man. She, believable as a kid, good actress. I hope I see her in more things. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, cool. from what, we, what we've heard from you, it sounds like we will. I hope so. Well, yeah. I think that's uh, going to wrap it up for us here tonight. Um, any last words for me, fellas? I'm going to try to finish I, I one more random movie I think worth mentioning if anyone out there can get a hold of it. Uh, if you can find the 1944 version of Arsenic on Old Lace, please watch it. That was one of the funniest uh, things I'd seen ooh, in a can while. Can I ask how the Teddy character was? Oh, hilarious. Yeah, Fucking I, I, hilarious. I, I did that play in high school and I played that ah. Teddy guy. Yeah. You know, awesome. what's, I've never actually seen the movie, but one of my substitute teacher jobs at the high school in town here, they did a, a play, Arsenic and, Old, um, mm-hmm. what's it, Arsenic and Old Lace. Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah. So the movie I, came out, like, what, five years after the play was wow. like, released? Huh. Or six it's a, it's a funny time. It's a funny play. It was more than that. And I think the, the two old, like, okay, I have a question about that then. The two old ladies... Were they played by old ladies or were they young oh, yeah. actors playing old people? No, they, okay. it was. It, it, and even the way the stage is, uh, the set was built very much like a stage still, although they had removable walls to get, let them right, get the right. shots they needed, but they still performed it very much like it would be on a stage. And he had very long takes and it was nice. Very I feel like a lot of <laughs> movies back then, if it was a play beforehand, then mm-hmm. when they did the movie version of it, it was pretty much like watching the play, but with a film camera and on a, yeah. Probably the easiest way for them to conceptualize it in their heads. Right. I, and I, then I they could just fade to oh, black. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 my bad. I, wasn't, um, I, I, I really apologize. I did not mean to butt into your love of cinema. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't include that as a full like review review yeah. because I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Oh. It was uh. I, it was on a like antenna channel. I was just cruising through and I was only a few minutes into it starting and I ended up seeing most of it before I lost the feed and nice. I just what, gave up what, trying to get it again. <laughs> what color light would you Beat give the it? the side of the TV. From what you Come saw. On, get back. <laughs> from, from, what I, from what I had seen of it, it was a green light easily. Nice. I, I very much want to see the whole thing Cary Grant was very fun the whole cast was funny it it was it was a silly ride it'd been a while since I've seen the story you know had it yeah right back to me like that so Adam what part did you play I played this guy who thinks he's Teddy Roosevelt Roosevelt oh right yeah 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 I know that character yeah yeah, he goes so in the basement funny. a lot and to yeah it does some weird shit up the stairs yeah <laughs> oh yeah i remember my favorite was the second night we were performing i had like a little fucking trumpet or bugle and i started fucking pantomiming it the audience fucking loved it in intermission my my teacher's like don't fucking do that again man that's not that's not how we rehearsed it that's not what you're oh, supposed to be doing no. i'm like they fucking love that shit dude everyone thanks for listening to this episode i hope you had a blast like we did stay healthy stay home stay toasty Oh, yeah, bye. 
or even the the Martin Short one, sadly. Martin Short. Yeah, 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 Martin Short, um, Steve Martin. Three Amigos. Yeah, the Three that Amigos. That was Three Amigos. Oh, I, I don't know. I always thought that was somehow associated. I don't know. No. <laughs> well, I, I haven't seen that one I either. Like that. 